0: Hey, greetings. Good morning to you. So glad that you're here today. Uh, my name's Danny Forshee. I'm the pastor here at Great Hills Baptist Church. Been out the last couple of weeks and joined some time with our uh, family and extended family. And it's always good to get away, is it not? Good to get away, but it's always great to get back and to be back home, cedar pollen and all. I'll tell you, I did not leave my bed yesterday. I just clawed my eyes out. It was a wonderful experience. Just. Uh, taking all my drugs, doing all that I need to do, sometimes it just doesn't, it doesn't work. But man, I I just had to be here today. Could not miss another Sunday. I'm excited about what God is doing. He is a good, good father. That's who He is. Some of you did not have a good earthly father. It's hard for you to sing that. It's hard for you to wrap your mind and your arms around the fact that God is a good, good father. Abba, Father, who loves you very much and loves me very much. Let that sink into your mind and your heart for just a minute today. That God loves you. God is not against you. God is for you. The Bible says the most popular verse in all the Bible is John chapter 3, verse what? Verse 16. For God so hated the world. Is that what it says? It says, for God so what? Loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have what? And verse 17, for God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He's a good, good Father. And we're so glad that you're here today. Let me just pause for just a minute and ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Let me just say some prayer for you. Some of you need prayer. Some of you need somebody maybe just to come alongside you this second Sunday of the new year and remind you that God is for you. God loves you. He's not against you. In fact, God is thrilled that you are here in His house today to meet Him, to know Him. Father, we praise You. We thank You that You're so good, that You're so consistent. And God, You're so faithful even when we are faithless. God, You believe in us when oftentimes we don't believe in You and trust in You like we should. Lord, thank You for each person that is here today, from the senior adult to the child. Thank You for each one, and I pray for each one, for the blessings of heaven, for heaven to open up, and for You, God, to rain down Your pleasure and joy upon their lives. Lord, some today are empty. Some today, Lord, lack purpose, and they lack hope, and they lack joy, and they lack all those Fruits of the Spirit that we read about in the Word of God. And I pray today, God, that the fruit of the Holy Spirit would be manifest in their life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Lord, we pray that You would crown us with Your favor and blessing on this brand new year. We're asking You, God, to do the unprecedented, to do, Lord, what only You can do here in our midst, here at this place we call Great Hills Baptist Church. Lord, we ask You today to bless this service, bless this sermon. Lord, during the time of invitation, we'll stand in a few minutes and sing this song of, Lord, how we need You, how we need You in our lives. And we pray that in a moment when we stand that all of us, God, would confess our need for You, that we do need You in us, to work in us, to live in us and through us. Lord, over these next 20, 30 minutes, I pray that You would use me, God. Use me to speak words of hope and life, but also, Lord, words of purpose and vision and passion as we talk about church, ecclesiology, as we talk about what it means to be a part of a radiant church. And this is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Once a year and only once a year, we'll do a sermon like this where we uh, summarize who we are as a church, share a little bit about who we are, our philosophy, our theology, a little bit of our history, but also a big part of this message is our vision, our future, and what we, what we believe God is leading us to do. And I just can't stress enough, I'm really glad that, that you're here today. For some of you, it took a Herculean monumental effort just to get here. Some of you, especially with small children, I remember those days. Of small, my, my kids are 25, 23, and 21. But it's just like yesterday, they were, you know, five, three, and one, and just the effort it took for you to get here, God bless you, I'm glad that you're here. Now, what I want to talk to you about is Great Hills Baptist Church, who we are, uh, and our vision for the future. The the Scripture that God has placed on my heart is out of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and we'll have it printed here on the screen in just a moment. And the Apostle Paul is writing to a church that he actually planted. Now, what I mean by planted means that he poured his life into a small group of people who lived in the city of Corinth, and that small group of people began to spiritually metastasize and grow and share their faith, and the next thing you know, they were meeting in a large group in homes throughout the city of Corinth, and now Paul is looking back and he's writing to this church that he helped start. And so our text is 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and uh, we'll pull it up on the screen uh, beginning in verse… Verse five, the Bible says, who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one? Paul says, I planted and Apollos watered. Now Paul, as I said a moment ago, he's the one who planted this church and Apollos, well let me just tell you a little bit about this guy. Apollos was probably the greatest preacher in the first century. He was a silver-tongued individual. He spoke with great oratory, great rhetoric, great power. Yes, he did all that, but the most important thing about him was he preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he did it so powerfully and so eloquently, and Apollos, Apollos was a part of this church. I planted, Apollos watered, and that's me on the screen. That's not First Corinthians (laughs) chapter 3. How y'all like my sweater vest? I'm sporting it today. All right. I don't know what's going on, guys. you Okay, you may have to go old school. You may have to pull it out. Pull out your Bibles. You have your Bible? Y'all know what this is, don't you? All right. What did Paul and Apollos do without PowerPoint? Amen? What, what in the world? All right, I planted, he says, and Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And that really is such a powerful verse. Everybody has a part to play in a New Testament church, some plant, some water. But the supernatural divine agency of growth, whether it's a plant, whether it's a family, any living organism, even a church, a business, a company, a team, all of it, that supernatural entity of growth, it comes from God. He's the one that increases, Paul says. Verse 7 says, so then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now, he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Now, if you have your Bibles, I really want you to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, because there is such a cool word here, a word study, that I want you to underline it and uh, put it in your notes if you need to in your your sermon um, outline. Verse 9 says, for we are God's synergists. The word's fellow workers is the Greek word "synergos." Now what English word do you think we have derived from this one Greek word synergis? Synergy, that's right, synergy. Synergy is when two individual elements come together, combine to form or more potent force or energy. Let me say that again, synergism or synergy is where two individual elements, are combined to form a more potent, powerful energy or substance. And Paul says, that's us. We are God's synergy. We, we are cooperating with God and with one another, and you are God's field, he says, and you are God's building. And I chose this passage of Scripture for our State of the Church address because I wanted us to focus on what it means to have a part in the family of God and what it means to be a part of a church where we are planting the seed, the good seed of the gospel. We are watering that good seed. And then we are watching God do what only God can do. And that is supernaturally birth, growth, and vitality, and freshness, and life itself. You remember the little rhyme we learned in Sunday school? It goes something like this. Um, remember we used to use our hands. Here's the, here's the church. Y'all remember this? Here's the church. Here's the steeple open the doors and see all the people. Y'all remember that? But you know, I like that, and, and, and a lot of it is good and true, but, but, but it's not altogether true. Because the church is more than a building and a steeple. The church really is about these — and I hope our church has more than eight people, amen? I mean, here's, here's all the people. But you know, it's, it's our humble way of saying, yes, God's church is special. And God — in fact, He says, you are the church, you are God's building. And so the building, the edifice, is not near as important as the people who occupy that building and edifice. I'm here to tell you today, guys, in case you haven't figured it out, if you're a part of the kingdom of God and a part of the visible church of Jesus Christ, man, you've got it going on. God loves you. God has invested a lot in you, and you are a part of a living, moving, powerful organism that even hell itself. Uh, cannot stop. So today what I want to do is is look at this um, vision message, this look back as to who we are and — or who we are and where we've been and and where we're going. And so in your outline, you can follow along with me and it'll take just a few minutes, but I do want to just recapitulate, just summarize a little bit of who we are at Great Hills Baptist Church. I got to jotting down some of the places from which we come. We're, we're gathered at 10,500 Jollyville, but we're scattered through all over Central Texas. Um, Austin, Round Rock, Georgetown, Pflugerville, Hutto, Manor, Leander, Cedar! Whoo! Cedar Park, hallelujah! Cedar is a part of Central Texas. Did I miss anybody's city? Did I miss you? Liberty Hill. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned that one. What's another? you got to shout it loud. I can't hear you. Did he say Copper's Co? Wow. Bastrop. Dri- Dripping Springs. My word, you, you drove from Dripping Springs? You know they got a lot of wedding venues in Dripping Springs. And my daughter got engaged on Christmas Eve, amen, right out in the foyer there, right out in the Great Hall. And uh, man, we have been looking for some wedding venues. Let's take up an offering for the pastor, amen. <laughs> Woo, son, talk to me. So that's us gathered, but who, who, who are we really? We are a church that meets and congregates here. This is our building, this is our steeple, but really what makes us clean are our people and the different geographical places that you just enumerated. Those are the places that we come from. And we come here, and our desire at Great Hills Baptist Church is to be a radiant church. That is our mantra. That is our motto. That is our theme. To be a bright, shining, radiant blast of hope for a very dark and hurting and broken world. That, that really is my heart's desire for our church, that we would shine brightly. And the key verse is Ephesians 5, 27. And you see it there on the screen, it says, and to present her to himself as a doxa. The Greek word doxa there. It's a, powerful word. It's a word that just really pulsates with life. It's where we get the root word doxology. We can translate it glorious, but you can also translate that word doxa as radiant, shining, bright, brilliant, effulgence. I mean, just bursting forth. And to present her, the church, to Jesus as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. And that's really who we are. Our desire is to meet together, worship God, and then go out and change, change the world. We want to make disciples who will in turn go and make more disciples until Jesus comes. And that really is our macro vision as a church. And if you've been here in the five and a half years that I've been here, if not every Sunday, then at least once a month, we talk about a radiance, a radiance about us, a radiant church. And that's the macro vision of our church. But on a micro level, I want to break it down to four key words. And the Lord gave me these words at Hyde Park Baptist Church. He did. I was at Hyde Park Baptist Church in a prayer meeting for the city of Austin and for all the churches. I'll tell you, the coolest thing about being here, about being in the city of Austin are these other pastors, these are some awesome, men of God. I am so blessed to partner with them and and join in prayer. Man, we were linking arms, linking hands. And Ross Hartsfield and I, man, we were sitting there, we were praying for the city, and I was praying for Great Hills. And it's like the Holy Spirit just gave me these words. And I, I took out a piece of paper and a pencil, and while everybody was praying, I was writing. Is that okay? I guess it's okay. If God's speaking to you, write it down. And these are the words He gave me. Pray. Care share, and celebrate. Those are the words God gave me for our church. Pray for one another, care for one another, share with one another, and then celebrate the good things that God is doing at at Great Hills. And so that's our macro and micro vision, be a radiant church. And the way we do that is we worship God, we disciple one another, and we evangelize those who do not know the Lord. I was reading just last night a, a church in they were talking about how they're so proud of the fact that they are a church where people that don't know the Lord can come and just fit in. And I, and I just had a little problem with that. You know, I, I want everybody to be welcome, and I want the unchurched and those that don't know Christ to be able to come and to feel welcome, but I want you to come and feel like you've been to church. <laughs> you know, I want you to feel like the Bible has been open, and I I was reading in mm, I was reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the apostle Paul says, man, when y'all come together and the Word of God is prophesied, the Word of God is preached, then the unconverted and those that don't know Jesus Christ, they will look, they will listen, they will fall on their faces and worship the God that you are preaching, the God that you are teaching. And my contention is, if we're not worshiping Him and teaching His Word and preaching, then how in the world are people going to know we're even a church? So I want us to be a church and not be ashamed of it. And not be so concerned about being cool or we're going to impress people or we're going to disappoint people. Man, just be who we are, be a church and worshiping God and praising His name so that when people come in and they see us, they go, wow, I need that, I, I want that. I want Jesus to fill the emptiness and the hurt that's in me. Man, God, God's given us common sense and God doesn't want us to be rude. God does not want us to be offensive. God does not want us to stiff arm new guests and people who come to Great Hills, but he does want us to be who we are and welcome them in to the table. Invite them in to the banquet and allow them to eat and feast of the good nutrients of the gospel and the word of God with one another. Man, I could go on and on about who we are, but I really need to segue and transition to where we have been as a church. Chris, would you throw me a one of those waters. I think I could catch it. If you just toss it to me, I'm going to catch it. Yes. Amen. Man, that's good. So, where have we been in 2015? We've been in a lot of places. We've done a lot of things. And I just want to summarize just a little bit some of the things that stand out in my mind and heart. And by the way, if you're new to Austin and you're new to Great Hills, and you say, well, I just got here, or I'm, man, I'm just kind of getting reintroduced back to church. What kind of church are you guys? I kind of get a feel, a flavor. You you, you, you guys sing about Jesus, and now you're up there talking a lot about what a church ought to be, and you're talking from the Bible, and I get that, but where have y'all been? Well, praise the Lord. You know, we got to ordain two men uh, to the gospel ministry at Great Hills last year, uh, Nate Engel and Corey Hatch. We got to ordain four brand-new deacons right here at the front, and those were the two things that stuck out in my mind as I look back over many, many things that God allowed us to do. Some other things we did. Many people came to faith in Christ at Great Hills. Many were baptized and discipled. It was another year of faithfully paying off our debt. We launched our Building Vision campaign. We finished uh, so much better than we thought possible in giving to expenses, and I'll talk more about that in a moment. Much progress was made with our unengaged, unreached people group in South Asia. Many ministries were supported through our missions ministry. We finished the book of Revelation. Can you believe that? Wowzer, wowzer! We actually finished two years of studying the book of Revelation. I tell you, I just... We just need to give all of y'all an award for that. I mean, you, you stayed through the bowls, the trumpets, the I mean, that was some intense stuff. But it made you stronger. It made you appreciate more how awesome God is and how, how amazing the unveiling of Jesus is and the future of the world. We've been all over the world. December the 6th, just a few weeks ago, as you stood up here on the platform, I listened as we went to many cities and states and nations of the world. And I'm so grateful to God for where we've been. Let me, let me list a few of the things, some of the ministries that stand out at, in my heart, in my mind. And I could say a whole lot about all of these. And I'm sure I'm going to leave somebody out. So go ahead, let me just ask you to forgive me. But I think about our Radiant Friends ministry to Alzheimer's patients. Every Tuesday, a faithful group of senior adults do this. Our homebound and our widowed ministries, we have a team guys, I don 't know if y'all know this. we have teams of people that go out just about every week and they visit widows and widowers, and they go to the homebound, they go to the nursing homes, they go to the, the, the places where, where people are, are living and they have assistance and I man we, we've got a whole team of people that do that. You say, well that's a good thing because you've got a lot of old people in your church, and you know what hallelujah, we do i 'm glad about that i'm glad we've got. I'm glad we've got some older people in our church. Man, I'm, I am one. I'm becoming one more and more. I, I, and, and senior adult, I want to be a senior saint for God. And, and a lot of churches, you, you go to a lot of, of, of contemporary and fast-moving, happening churches, they don't have a whole lot of gray hairs. If they do, they put them in a corner, tell them, be quiet, you know, and do your own thing. And I'm, I'm glad. Now, some of y'all give me fits sometimes, and I appreciate it. I mean, it's sharpening me. And I probably give you fits sometimes, but I'm, I'm grateful for you. And I praise God that you're a part of our church, and I'm glad that we can do these kind of things. So Life Bridge Ministry, English as a Second Language, hello, 17 countries come to Great Hills Baptist Church weekly. Do y'all know that? 17 countries come here to our church to learn the. English language, and man, they get a whole lot more than English language and syntax and grammar. They get the gospel. Praise the Lord. Divorce care. Celebrate recovery. Grief classes. Benevolence. Women's ministries. Men's ministries. Radiant kids ministries. Our Amplify middle school ministry. Daniel, is it going to kick off Wednesday night? Brand new. Man, it's awesome. If you're a a middle schooler, it's going to be cool. You're going to enjoy what these guys have been pouring their heart and sweat equity into. It's going to be great. Some more highlights of what God empowered us to do in 2015. I told y'all this was a different sermon, didn't I tell you? Because it's, it's kind of a vision sermon. It's a look in, look back, and look, look to the future. Okay, here's, the, here's some good news. In 2015, our church brought in $5.2 million. That's how much money you gave. Over against last year, we gave 4.9 million dollars. We paid $682,000 toward our debt. Now here in Austin, Texas, to have 29 acres where we have it, and we — five years ago when I came, we owed nine, a little over nine million. Now we've got it in the fives. It's 5.99999, but it's in the fives, amen? And so it's, it's coming down, coming down. Our mission's $232,000, but does not include a lot of giving like to different mission trips and so forth, so that number would be much higher. Now here's the good news. There were times in 2015 that we were around $400,000 overspent to our spending, meaning that we were spending that much more than we were taking in. Not that we're being frivolous. Not that we're be, not just being frugal, it was, a, it was just a hard fact of life that our expenses were up here and our giving was here. In December, we were $370,000 overspent. You don't know, you want to know how we finished 2015? $16,000 overspent. That is, that is a miracle of God. I'm telling you, that, that really is a, a miracle. 16000 overspent. You say, well, where do you get the make it up. Well, we have a, we have a very large reserve in our church, 600,000 plus reserves. And so we've paid off our, our extra, if you will. During our Building Vision campaign last year, i just got to commend you and say thank the Lord for you. With cash in hand, plus what we have pledged, we are well in the million-dollar range, and that's the first year of a five-year Building Vision campaign to raise $5 million. Remember all this? Sound familiar? Well, you've done fabulous, you've done marvelous, and really, we, we are right at that million-dollar mark. You say, what are you going to do with those monies? Well, the goal, remember we communicated to you, let me say it again, was to help pay off debt and to help make remodels, refurbishments, and so forth on our campus, and it's fabulous. You're doing a great, great job. Another main thing that happened, and it's interesting, and I know Brother Terry Hurd and some other guys here in the church will, will agree, will understand what I'm about to say. There wasn't — there were times last year, if I did not spend every day dealing with this next subject, I spent every other day dealing with it. And it had to do with our ground lease. Out here on the corner lot, 3.75 acres, we have — we have some help a-coming. And we've got a ground lease secured. It's going to bring in revenue for us beginning in 2018 and 2019. And then in 2020, we'll sell the piece of property for $4.5 million. And at that point, if we continue to give like we're giving, we will owe $2.9 million on our debt. Now do the math with me for a minute. 2.9 minus 4.5 in 2020. And we're grateful to God. And it it is a miracle that that has transpired. And I'm just saying thank you. Thank you, Lord. I'm grateful. What else have we done? We made great strides in reaching our unengaged, unreached people group in South Asia. Um, I've said this before, but I want to say it again. The greatest thing I've — God's ever allowed me to do, uh, greater than serving as pastors of — pastor of great churches, greater than serving as an evangelism professor in seminaries, the greatest thing that God has ever allowed me to do was through Great Hills, we were able to take the gospel to a people living in total darkness who did not, who never heard the name of Jesus. And through your giving and through your sacrifice and through us going and praying and fasting, we are starting to see an entire people group starting to come to faith in Christ. I got to baptize 17 of them in South Asia last year. Little pockets of Bible studies are popping up, little churches are forming. I tell you guys, when we get to heaven, you're going to see that you were a part of this. And God's going to go, did you even realize? that the greatest thing that you were doing was not even at 10,500 Jollyville. It was taking the gospel to a people who had never, ever heard. And listen to this. You're going to get crowns and blessings from God, you're going to go, whoa! Why am I getting all these crowns? And God, why are you giving me all this favor and blessing? And God's going to say, because you were a member at Great Hills Baptist Church, and you gave, and because you gave, we sent a few people out, and they led many to Christ, and now here they are around the throne of God, and they're singing praise to the Lamb because you gave, and you're going to go, man, I'm so glad I was a member of Great Hills Baptist Church. Yep. Amen. What else did we do? Well, we did a lot to make you safe. I I don't know that you know this or not, but... This is one of the most safe, protected places in Texas. I sure hope nobody comes in here and tries to shoot me or shoot you, because they're going to get killed. I mean, they're going to get taken out quickly, because there are some pistol-toting Texans in the house, I'm just here to tell you. And I'm glad for them. Just hope, hope and pray that never happens. Uh, But there is a possibility that something like that will happen, especially in this day and age. We have armed, uniformed police officers. We've got guys that are amazing and what they do. I'm not going to call you out, big man sitting right here, fellow over here, over here, over there, over there. They're everywhere, all right? And I appreciate them because they take very seriously your protection and our children's protection. I just want you to know, we spent some money. And uh, we have cameras. We've got, we've got locks and cameras and a whole network of things to help provide protection for you. And I'm grateful to God. And that took a lot of work, Terry. Thank you. And thank you, Larry Dowden. And thank you, other guys that spent a lot of time, a lot of money. I hope, you know, Terry, that we're like an iceberg. I hope that just the little that people see, I, I hope we keep working on things that people don't see. And just let God reward us. Isn't that a good word, Mike? Just let God reward us. If the people see it, good. If they don't, that's okay. God sees it. He sees the underneath, undercurrent. Sometimes we only get to see the tip. All right, so where are we going in five minutes or less? Where are we going? You see, you really are going to try to preach the sermon in 30 minutes, aren't you? I sure am going to try, okay? But I might fail. <clears throat> Where are we going? Well, by God's grace and strength at Great Hills, we're going to keep on preaching the Bible. We're going to study God's Word. Next week I'll preach a message on prayer. The following week, one of the greatest preachers in America, Prestonwood Baptist Church, just hired him up in Plano to be one of their preaching pastors. He's going to be here, dear friend of mine, a dear friend of yours. Dr. Stephen Smith's going to meet with our deacons on Saturday night, and then he's going to preach the Word of God on Sunday. Then the following Sunday, our staff, we collaborated uh, before the end of the year, and we've come up with a sermon series that I'm going to preach, and they're going to help me. And I think it's going to be a really fun time, and encouraging time, starting on January 31. The title of the sermon series is called Help, and it's going to be built around the theme of a home building, a fixer-upper, if you will, we'll see some changes up here on the stage. It's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to preaching that. Number two, we're going to keep reaching out to 787-59, where we live. We're thankful to Ross Hartsfield, bless his soul. Uh, When he dies and goes to heaven, and you die and go to heaven, and there's a big mansion there, it's probably Ross's, because Ross does a lot of things that, that God sees and only God sees. And we appreciate you, Ross. Bless you, brother. Every Tuesday night, Ross Hartsfield and a team knocks on doors here in our neighborhood. Knock on people's doors. Say, how can we pray for you at Great Hills Baptist Church? For months upon months, they've done that. He started this ministry at Jollyville Elementary School off McNeil Road. We have partnered with that school. We're helping that school. I know they're in area code 787-2-something, but it's okay. It's close enough, All right. besides 5-9. Uh, in a few days, you're going to start hearing more and more about the art of neighboring love where you live, a Central Texas initiative on how to be a good neighbor. And Ross is really helping us with this, forming Bible studies, small groups that we can sponsor and that we can love our neighbors and we can reach out to those who are closest to us. And that's some things you'll hear more and more about in the upcoming year. Number three, we're going to keep on keeping on with reaching out to this unengaged, unreached people group. We're only scratching the surface. I'm about to go at the end of March. Uh, Mike and I are going. I think Brother Terry might be going, and if you're interested in going, let us know. We can only take just a handful because it's intense, and it's not a vacation. I mean, you hit the ground running. Listen, if you want to get in shape, go on a mission trip with Mike Miracle, all right? You'll get in shape, brothers and sisters. You'll be a running and a moving, and it'll be a happening, and it's awesome. I can't wait to go. I'm just ready to get back over there and see God save more of those precious people. So anyhow, we're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep planting a church in Burbank, Story City Church in Burbank, California. We're going to keep helping plant that church in Toronto, uh, Canada. That church is already beginning to plant another church. Thank you, Lord. Everett, Washington. I'll tell you, Great Hills. I know it sounds like I'm bragging on you, but that's all right, I'm bragging on you, okay? Because there are things that you are doing. It's like you're a good investor. You're making money when you sleep. You're making disciples when you sleep simply because you're a part of this church and you are giving, you're going, you're praying, you're sacrificing, and God is reaching the world from 10,500 Jollyville. Number four, we're going to keep paying on this debt, yes, yes, yes. We're going to pay it off one glorious day. I, I tell you, I, I committed to you five and a half years ago. I said, we are going to pay off this debt. I didn't start the debt, but I get to pay for the debt. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Somebody, one of my deacons said, you didn't dig the hole, brother, but you get to fill it. I'm okay with that too. We're going to fill it up. And there's coming a day that this church is going to be debt-free, and we're going to be taking about 50 grand a month, and y'all are going to send me on a cruise. All right, I appreciate that. <laughs> We're gonna take that 50 grand a month and think about the churches we're gonna plant. Think about the lives that are gonna be changed by the glory of God as we take these resources, pay off our debt, and do these awesome things in Jesus' name. We're gonna keep doing it, paying, paying it off. Number five, we're gonna keep doing our building vision emphasis, where we give above and beyond our mission offering and our tithes, and we get to give towards refurbishing and making some upgrades on this already beautiful campus. And so we, they're just things that are aging, things that technology-wise and, and, and other areas, we, we just got to beef them up and we're working on that. Number six, I want us to continue to talk about planting a church in Liberty Hill or in Leander or Cedar Park or wherever it is that God leads us. That's really on my heart and we're going to do that. I don't know if we'll make it in 16, but it's on our radar. Number seven, the last thing I want to share with you is we're going to keep focusing on Unity and love. Unity in a body, in love. Do you hear, Paul? I planted. Apollos watered. But we're not the the important people. (laughs) God's the important person. He's the one that makes it grow. And here's something I've learned in many years of pastoring and preaching the gospel, that God is attracted to humility. He is not attracted to to arrogance. He is attracted to humility, dependence, not entitlement and preferences. And as we are unified, and as we are bond together, arms linked with one another, loving each other, we are going to continue to see God do some amazing things. Well, I'm going to have to — what's that word, big fancy word they teach us in seminary? Redaction. Okay, I'm going to have to redact this message and take out a whole half of it and just say you can read it on the website if you want it. But I do want to close with this brief story, and then we'll have our invitation. I, I heard the story, Walt Disney, when he was creating Disneyland in 1955, they opened it. You know, Disneyland came before Disney World. Some of y'all already knew that. I learned something new every day. Brenda Bowman, I learned, learned something new every day. Amen. So, we're um, studying about Walt Disney, 1955, they opened it up in 1971, opened up Disney World and people just did not understand what Walt Disney was up to. They said, what are you doing? Are you creating a county fair or what, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? He said, no. He says it's much bigger than that. I have a vision to bring people in and love this place. Families come and have a blast and just, just enjoy themselves. And so he had millions of dollars invested. He had investors. Now listen, a million dollars is a lot of money in 2016, but 1955, it was, it was a whole lot more money. So they said to him, looking back, Mr. Disney, when did you know it was going to work? And that, by the way, that, that's a good question, because every leader is faced with, it: Is this thing going to work? And I, I feel that way. Is my vision for Great Hills Baptist Church, will it really work? Will people really buy in? to be in the church instead of going to church, and will we really buy in taking the gospel to the nations? I don't don't know. I hope so. I hope y'all buy into that, because if you don't, I'm just taking a long walk by myself. Be in the church instead of coming to church, taking the gospel to the nations. Walt Disney said, When Cinderella picked up the cigarette butt, I knew it was going to work. And Cinderella, all dressed in yellow, and beautiful as she was. She was on the theme park one day, and she didn't know I was watching her. And she reached down, and she picked up a nasty cigarette butt, and she personally walked that over to the garbage can and threw it away. He said, that's when I knew Disneyland was going to make it, because she had bought in to the vision. And she was part of the purpose and the unity and the love of that place. So I'm excited. I'm excited about what God's going to do. I'm tired. I'm tired, but I'm excited. By the way, when I go to heaven, I don't want to go to heaven with all this energy. I want to go tired, because that means I gave it all. Just like on the basketball court, I want to leave it all on the court. And when God leaves, moves me from here, and God takes me there, I want to go in and say, God, I I gave my best. I want you to know, guys, I've given you my best, especially this past year. I've given you my all. I am tired, but I am excited about what God's going to do in 2016 at Great Hills. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this great church. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done and what you're doing. And we pray, God, that you would continue to move and work in power and in grace in this place. Lord, I'm I'm astounded, Lord, by the year that You have given us. And Lord, there have been journeys, there have been hairpin turns and mountain peaks and valleys below, and Lord, it has caused a sense of, of, of weariness and tired, but God, thank You that You refresh us and You replenish us. And that, Lord, what we're seeing You do in this foundational way, it's going to bring in eternal dividends for the Kingdom of God, and for that, Lord, I am so very grateful. Lord, would you renew us, uh, renew our deacons, renew our staff, renew our connection group leaders, renew our committees, renew all of us, Lord, who have poured much sweat, equity, time, and energy to help Great Hills to be a healthy, radiant, vibrant, growing church. And so now, Lord, I pray that you'd bless our invitation. I love this song, Jesus. Thank you for Matt Mar. Thank you for encouraging him to write it. But Lord, I need you. We all need you. Maybe somebody here today, God, that they've never met you never come into a relationship with you, I pray that this would be the moment they would say, yes, Jesus, I receive you. It's my personal Savior and Lord. I want to be a part of the invisible kingdom of God, and I want to be a part of the visible church of God. And we're going to stand, friend, in your honor. And we're going to invite you to come and let us pray for you and encourage you to be a part of the kingdom of God and to be a part of Great Hills. So, Jesus, we love you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Would you go ahead and stand with me? We'll have our invitation. God bless you, Brother Terry. Lead us. Great song to sing. Amen.